0: Welcome to This Week in Location Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan.
1: It is time for This Week in Location Based Marketing. This is episode number 274. We are recording this live at the crack of freaking dawn on Saturday, February 27, 2016. My name is Rob Woodbridge from on located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada.
0: Ah! And with me,
1: as usual, from his home,
0: Terry. It is Asif Khan of the Location-Based Marketing Association in balmy Toronto. Uh, yes. Wasn't there right a here.
1: weather advisory uh, warning for cold? Like, it, it, I mean, it, it broached zero degrees Celsius and all of Toronto just said, oh my God, I can't go outside. Get me <laughs> an Uber and a latte. Yeah,
0: it was a little chilly last night, but it was okay. A little chilly.
1: We, we had a uh, massive uh, swing that came through here like everybody else did in, uh, in the northeast United States and into Canada is that we had, uh, we had a massive, massive snowstorm. that we had a massive freezing rainstorm. Then a mm. massive rainstorm. And then, of course, in, in the cruelness that is Ottawa winter, then it plummeted to 15 or 16 below zero. So everything was like a flash freeze. Uh. Like everything froze all at once. We are chipping stuff out. I couldn't find my kids for a while. They were uh, frozen in the backyard. But it's okay because we chipped them out; they're fine. They're good now. They're good. But that's like this: we're getting hammered now, and and, um, we have this thing called the canal, right? The Rideau Canal. Which, if you've never been up to Ottawa, it is the—at least at one point—it was the world's longest skating rink, natural skating rink. We have a canal, and uh, it had its shortest skating season ever: 18 days of open, and they just shut it down for the whole season. Didn't open till after Christmas, so it opened almost in February. And then it just was such a bad winter, but for me, the greatest day every year for me is when the canal shuts down because that means that it's closer to spring training, baby. It means it's closer to baseball. <laughs> yeah. How was uh, how was your week, Steve? Because you uh, you got to spend it in California.
0: It was great. You know what? Like I have uh, I spent a lot of time in California, uh, you know, growing up as a kid, and and then uh, just just for business purposes. But this was one of the first times I actually flew into Palm Springs. That's airport. great, isn't it? And that airport, man.
1: Did you come down over the mountains? Yeah, and
0: then then you walk out of that airport and you're like, it's just mountains all around you. And and it was like super clear blue skies and mountains. And it was just, it was gorgeous. It was just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, No snow there, though. No snow whatsoever. Uh, No
1: grass, no natural grass, but no snow. And then,
0: uh, so so I'm at the conference and one of the speakers was James Smith, uh, who used to be uh, one of the co-founders of Verve. Oh yeah, and now he's at a company called Critio. Um, So he gets up there and he's like, and he he lives in New York, and he gets up there and he 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 opens up his session. He's like, in front of this crowd of you know two thousand people or whatever, and he's like, man, it's so great to be here, you know, and not in dreary like gray New York City, you know. And he's like, he's like, I was just talking to this guy over here who's from here, and he's like, yeah, man, this place is beautiful. It's you know they call it God's waiting room. God's waiting right?
1: room. because
0: like it's mostly old people, right, that are there and <laughs> playing golf and whatever, <laughs> and it's gorgeous. God's Absolutely waiting room. Gorgeous. It's God's waiting room. Oh. So I was, I got to visit God's waiting room this week.
1: That is, that is amazing. God's waiting room. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there, because we did, uh, you know, in, in a previous incarnation in a company of mine, we, we did a lot of work with a company that was based out of there. So we were in and out of there quite often, and uh, I loved it. I loved it. But yeah. it's just it's such an unnatural spot in the middle of the desert, right? Like, yeah. Uh, there's no natural grass there. There's no water.
0: No, but 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 they but the whole place sits on top of underwater, like, like underground water, right? It's smart. They've done yeah. a great job. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, it's, and it's not expensive to live there. There you go, Asif. Mm. God's waiting room. God's waiting room. It's like my neighborhood at home. Yeah, God's neighborhood. Uh so, uh it was a good conference. So we've entered we've had James Smith on this uh, on the podcast, we have. Before, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, that, that's uh, that's pretty cool. We touch a lot of people. What uh, uh, but the conference was good.
0: It was very good. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously focused as the name implies on on kind of e-commerce, but lots of discussion about omnichannel and online to offline and retargeting and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. So that's what I was focused on. And uh, some great conversations with some some really cool brands and um, you know I, I i suspect we'll we'll be doing quite a bit uh, of follow up uh, from from that uh, as we move forward and uh yeah, but some great presentations uh I mentioned to you uh, before about uh, some some interesting developments from sears yes um, so we'll hopefully pick up on that at some point in the next little while maybe uh, maybe even get them on the show uh, to talk about what they're doing that'd be cool so Sears—it's
1: yeah. not a name. Like the last time we talked about Sears, was like uh, you know roadside returns, curbside yes. returns. Yeah, that's not innovative. No, no. So, but the stuff that they're talking about, my yeah, be- they're talking about IoT, man. It's, what? It's, it's all cool. Sears so. IoT. Ah, uh, yeah. So now, what's going on with the uh, LBMA? You got some stuff going on?
0: Happening. We do. We have uh, a few events. So I'm actually off to New York uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, for a couple of days and uh doing the uh Burrell, uh conference which is all about uh you know reinventing old old media you know newspaper television <laughs> radio uh all that stuff Doesn't and, that mean uh, just
1: like lighting lighting a torch underneath it and burning <laughs> it to its to the ground?
0: Yeah, so we're going to be we're, it's going to be interesting and and I'm actually focusing my talk this time on how IoT is going to impact that industry. That's cool. So, um, you know, there, there we are. IoT is up everywhere right now.
1: Wow. You know,
0: um, it really is, and uh, so yeah, so it should be, should be fun. So that's uh, the 29th and uh, the 1st of March uh, in New York City, and um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. And then, uh, uh, basically, we're what it, we're exactly two weeks tomorrow out from Retail Loco, uh, March 13th. At South by Southwest, uh, and I'm pumped. I'm pumped about it. I'm pumped about the agenda that we've uh, put together this time. We just got confirmation that Twitter's now going to be speaking as well. Uh, we have three uh, uh, of the big labs, like the innovation labs for retailers: Neiman Marcus, uh, Sears, and Walmart Labs, are all talking at this. So this is crazy. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Pumped. So, Twitter. Twitter, Twitter.
1: I was saying that before we started recording. Like last last year, um, the last retail loco for me it was Foursquare and uh, and what they were doing and trying to understand what Foursquare if they had a strategy to begin with, right? Beyond yeah. check in, and uh, it'll be really interesting to see because there's a lot of scrutiny right now on Twitter. Right, there's a lot of people looking at Twitter thinking like, "What are you doing? What's your strategy? What's your mm-hmm. growth strategy?" And uh, a lot of criticism. So it'd be it's a good time to uh, to ask those questions. Yeah. Man. Man, so I'm looking forward on. to that. That's great. Um, that's it. That's all. That's all you got. That's all you got going. That's that's all I got for right now. I mean, yeah. Is that enough?
0: <laughs> <I> mean, hopefully.
1: <laughs> and you've got opening day tickets to the Toronto Blue Jays home opener. So yes, it do. is a happy day. I am. I like. I can't tell you how excited I am about Major League Baseball coming back. You know, it's always this time. I feel like uh, y- there's a few things that I miss because of winter. And uh, for those of you that are in the winter, you understand this: is that you miss the smell of grass. Like that very first time you cut the grass, it's the greatest thing. It's like, wow, I, I just I miss this. But the big thing for me is rustling leaves in the trees, ah. right? Like I, I just I, you don't hear that in the winter. All you hear is nothing, right? A void. Right. So those are the two things, and and, and the, the last birds. thing, the birds. I don't care about birds. They crap on my car all the time, <laughs> right? The crickets? The crickets, none of that. No, the sound of a good fastball hitting the sweet spot of a baseball bat. That is to me the greatest sound ever. So. So bring baseball back, please. Okay. All right, we got a great show. We got 10 stories, five from the industry, five from LBMA members, and a great resource uh, from LBS Zone on proximity payments. And uh, I think we just kick it off, don't you? These, cool. are, these are good stories. These are great yeah, stories. Yeah, great stories. <laughs> usual stuff. So many great stories, in fact, that we, we had to postpone some even greater stories for next week. So there's the two, teaser for 275 next week. So, and of course, I get to start this. And as usual, I'm going to kick it off with our first story. Uh, There have been many times this eve where I've been driving down the highway and I wonder what happened in the last 25 minutes. Have you had that moment where you're like, wait, wait, wait. What have I missed? What have I missed? And you're in the driver's seat? Yeah. Yeah. I always joke to my kids that I'm going to, you know, uh, we're on a long distance uh, journey and I say, guys... Everybody, just go to bed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take a nap now as well. And I go, no, Dad, no. Right? I, um, but sometimes I do. Don't tell them that. Um, but there's the, those, the, the moments when you're driving down the highway and you realize that you've got to pull over, and I've done this many times, is that I've pulled over and I've just ta- taken like a 15-minute nap just because you need to do that. But sometimes there's no place to do it, and you got to get moving. And uh, you know, there's a there's highways like in uh, in Vegas on the way to Vegas, and there's highways in California, there's highways across Canada, and there's highways across Peru where you worry about they, they, the majority of deaths happen in these long stretches of highway where where there's nothing around, right? So there's nothing for the eye to feast on. It's just straight. It looks the same. So uh, here's an innovative solution to that. This is happening in Peru. Um, and it's done by a, uh, a company called Well McCann uh, in Lima. Uh, they created something that they're calling a useful billboard for um, like the equivalent to Home Depot's uh, Sodomac Home Center. So they sell um, picture Home Depot, but in, in Peru. Um, and what it is, it's a billboard instead of it's a smart billboard, but instead of just a billboard, Uh, for their business it's actually a place where you pull over and they've created these three little houses where they're like garages where you pull your car into the garage this is on the side of the highway and uh, it's kind of set up like a little bedroom it's pretty cool you pull your your car into these garages, and there's a, there's a security and an attendant, and they they do things like they hand you uh, little uh, you know eye protectors or eye visors so you can fall asleep, and then they wake you up with a cup of coffee, and it's a place where you can just take a rest because nobody wants you to die, nobody wants you to crash. Uh, it has um, it looks like a, a bedroom. It has Wi-Fi connection, sleep masks, and other amenities like a coffee. Um, so just pull over have a little uh, siesta, and then get back on the road, and uh, this is probably a very smart marketing move um, for like these it. guys. And, and they they have good coffee in Peru too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can have like a shot of coffee. Yeah. But this this, this is really interesting. Just I, I always worry because it gets open, um, and is this now going to be a target for, for thieves? That was the first thing to me, is like, okay, so you're going to pull in there, you're going to fall asleep, and you're going to wake up, naked and bound without a liver, right? Um, Something like that, uh, but but they've got security around it, and uh, and then I thought, okay, well that's great. They're going to close you into this place. You leave your car running, and you're going to die. Uh, you know, you're going <laughs> to die of carbon monoxide poisoning. But no, it's open on the back, and I think they tell you to turn off your turn off your car. Right. But I, I just it, it's it's this is the kind of stuff that I like. Is that we've covered a lot of billboards that are active and smart around taking moisture out of the air for, for drinking water, and and I think mm-hmm. that we should be looking further south. For innovations like this, yeah. Well, uh, so this is this is pretty cool. It's it's Sodamac Home Center, their billboard, and it's done by McCann uh, Lima. Smart, very
0: very cool. Yeah. All right, our second story. Uh, there's a company called Crit. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, uh, Crimton. I think is how you pronounce it, Crimton. C R I. M-T-A-N, uh, and they have teamed up with PrimeSight, one of the, the players in the out-of-home um, display space, uh, display uh, uh, category. And uh, basically what what's happening here is is this is a technology partnership where PrimeSight's taking advantage of the... Um, targeting abilities, the location-based targeting abilities uh, that uh, Crimton brings to the table. So effectively what we're talking about here is taking out-of-home displays, posters and such, and then being able to target the the ads that are happening on this by audience, by postal sector, by Wi-Fi and e-commerce and GPS data, Mm Um, and, you know making sure that you 're delivering the right ad on that screen you know um, based on and all all this audience data that uh, that Crimton brings to the table so again you know there 's nothing really you know uh, you know super innovative about this we 've seen a lot of these kinds of partnerships uh, over the last couple of years in the uh, uh, digital out of home space. But, um, you know, I, I think this is a good one. I think uh, Crimpton looks, looks like they have a great set of, uh, of tools and, uh, and audience data and targeting data. And PrimeSite uh, has recognized that and is taking advantage of it. So there you go. PrimeSite and Crimpton teaming up for a better targeting around out-of-home display ads. Nice. Yeah.
1: From display ads, how about to uh, buying stuff in grocery stores? Yeah, like that's what really we 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 spent a lot of time talking about this and the inefficiencies we've covered. You know, companies and and, and uh, grocery stores that are that are thinking that you want to drive your car physically through the grocery yes. store. Remember that? That's not a good idea. Not a good idea. Talk about carbon monoxide and poisoning. How how good how fresh could the fruit be if you're driving anyway? <laughs> we've already we've already done that and we we've talked about like same day delivery stuff and even in Canada we got uh, Loblaws that are now doing pickup and they've actually stopped their delivery service altogether and there's 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 just everything is up for grabs now and then when you you kind of marry that with this kind of, the whole uberfication of the world right where anything is available at any point in time and it's delivered to your door for free and it doesn't matter where it's from so these these uh, um, Delivery services that will go out and get you food from a restaurant that doesn't offer takeout. Like it, it's just we're living this world where snap your fingers and you can have it. And and here's a company that is trying to do similar things in the grocery space. And it's and this is a company that it, uh, called uh, Grability, and that's Grability, 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 something in that range. I'm just we're trying good. to get like some some kind of yeah. Roll there, Grability, Grability, Grability. Uh, so they have an app. It's a uh, called Rappy and uh, and it is Really, uh, I guess the idea here is that they're going to—they're trying to bring together all of these things that you can buy in a grocery store. So they have a—it uh, looks like shelves. It's, you swipe left and right to, to get into uh, shelves of grocery stores, and you choose the product off the shelf that you want. And it doesn't matter if it's from a, a grocery store, a grocery chain, or a, a, you know, a confectionery. It doesn't matter. What they're saying is that you know, choose what you want, and then we'll deliver it within an hour. So there's certain hard goods and stuff that they can actually get to you mm-hmm. within an, within moments. I suppose, and then any kind of fresh stuff they, they'll deliver within an hour. And um, it, you, they have a patent on this. I, I don't think that this is anything unique or patentedable, but uh, it allows you to shop for groceries by swiping across a screen. And then once you've choos- found what you want, you, you right. click on it. Um, so this, the, the interesting piece to this is not the patent that they're talking about. For me, it's it's this whole idea that that they're just aggregating grocery stores. It's done by three guys. You choose the product. And then I just picture these guys like sitting at home waiting for the order to come in. And they're like, okay, we got an order for this. And then they race to their local grocery store, buy it, and then pick it, you know, drop it off at the house. Um, and, you know, that's, that's ultimately how these things start. It's a highly competitive world. When you think about this, it's like Instacart is in this world, Amazon is in this world. And these guys are now in this world with their app, Rappi by Grability. Grability, tough name.
0: Yeah, I I think, you know, if if there's anything that they've got going for them, I mean, it's simple, right? Very simple. I mean, we know these things work.
1: And it's brand agnostic, right? Right. So that's what I like.
0: Yeah, I like that too. Um, Now, these guys are from Colombia. Yeah. um, And I understand this currently is only available in Mexico City and Bogota. Yep. Uh, but they're looking to expand this into other markets and in particular kind of in, in South America. So um, so from that perspective, you know, Instacart and all these guys aren't playing there. So, so there is, a, I think, you know, like anything, like there's an opportunity here to capture, you know, a significant market, uh, you know, whether it's the South American market or Latin America or Central America or whatever, and go and lock all that up and then become a nice acquisition target for Instacart. Yes. If you want to get right. into that country. Right, I mean, it's, it's no different than all the little localized Groupon's that we saw, you know, a few years ago that were being bought up by Groupon, yeah. uh, or Living Social or whoever. Um, you know, so so I, you know, I, I this I think this is smart. I think you know there, there is a business model here, and I think these guys, you know, can uh, can certainly build, get something, you know, build it to to a certain scale, and then look look to get out.
1: And you, you, what the thing that I failed to, to mention is that they're also building a network of delivery guys, right? So right. Uh, it's staffed; they're all self-employed, like Uber. Um, so you, you know, it's not them doing all the deliveries, but I can picture it. So if, if that's another thing that if they create that network, there's going to be value in in the network of of drivers or deliverers that they that they can bring together. Uh, right. It is a competitive space, though. Like um, they, they talk what? about this world as being like a multi billion dollar. Um, World and and it is for delivery for same day delivery but we've got a you know um, uh, my the fifth story that I'm gonna be talking about is the exact same thing it's about same day delivery and and uh, mm-hmm. and the this maybe there's gonna be a backlash I don't know I hope there isn't about that that instant requirement to get stuff right away. Right? There's no anticipation um, and, and uh, maybe there will be a backlash to this but I look around and it's the same thing. We've talked about this many times about our kids and, and their expectations of things being available to them at, any, at, the, you know, at the snap of a finger. They yeah. want a game. It's online or on an app or on a, on a on a screen. They want a movie. It's accessible. They want a television show. They don't have to wait
0: till next Thursday to watch it. It's right there all the time. Uh, oh, you know, I, I, it's all about immediacy. Yeah. Right? for for this generation. I mean, like even this morning. Like I get like I'm down here. It's like crack of dawn. Like I'm barely awake. My daughter's already up and. uh you know, she's like, "Did you get my request to approve this app? Like, like, can you can you approve it right now, please?" I'm like, "I'm getting ready for the podcast." Like, "You approve my app?
1: <laughs> 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 approve my app, Dad? God damn it!" Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Come on!" But it, it is it is something that this world is is uh, the the change that is happening. Um, uh, you know, I used to sit by a mailbox and yeah. wait for stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm an old, I'm an old fart, but but it is. It, so when I look at these kinds of things, like uh, you know, the idea that that um, I can get somebody to do groceries, I love that fact. Like I love doing the old park and you know pick, uh, pick and pack or whatever it is at Loblaws yeah. here in Canada, because it just the five bucks that it cost me for them to go grocery shop saves me two hours. Yeah. So, did you hear
0: LCBO is going to have home delivery by June, Rob?
1: <laughs> well, they've been doing LC like you know what we used to do, dial a bottle when I was a yeah. kid. So, like that stuff's been happening all the time, and and uh, and it was pretty good because oftentimes they didn't ask for ID. Like right. Yeah. For all those kids listening, that's not a good thing. No, Don't do that. Don't do that. All right. So all that's Grabilities right. rap, rappy app and uh, the opportunities that South America brings to the home delivery world.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Four story, Lab Nation. You know, probably somewhere along the way, Springsteen's been involved with these guys. I think in litigation, dude. In litigation. Yes. So, but anyhow, uh, Live Nation has uh, announced, a uh, following a two-year pilot that they've been running around beacons and such, that they're going to be rolling out a full-bore full, uh, uh, location-based marketing platform. Uh, so this is kind of cool. Um, basically, you'll know Live Nation, um, in addition to uh, owning Ticketmaster... Uh, also uh, owns a bunch of music festivals, um, including Lollapalooza, Monteroo, C3, Electric Daisy, and on and on and on. And, you know, part of this is when you run all these festivals, um, you know, you have sponsors, you know, you have brands. It's it's like any conference that, that you know, are, are paying to to have a presence there. And how do these brands try and figure out, you know, whether or not they're getting good value for for, you know, the money they're spending in terms of are they actually getting Interaction from this audience. Do we know how many people are interacting with that brand and 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 and, and you know having some sort of recognition around it? So, enter the world of beacons. Um, and so they've been piloting for a little while, and now they've decided that this stuff really works, um, and uh, they're going to roll out a full born uh, uh, platform around this. So basically, if you've got you know if you're a sponsor at, at a music festival and you've got a table or whatever it is you've got, those tables are now all going to have beacons built into them, um, you know, they're giving you all sorts of data about what's going on and, and the movements of people around the festival and where they go and where you should be and, and all of that. So uh, kind of, I, I mean, simple, again, but cool to see that this is moving mainstream into, you know, the music festival world.
1: Think about how much data they're going to be able to collect from that. Like yeah. Just reams of data and profile yeah. information and, and patterns and
0: yeah. that's awesome. That's and some awesome. people just put it out there, like Rob. Like yeah. you, you know what he's doing. Yeah. yeah, Springsteen. Yeah, and and other people, you know, they're 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 less you know vocal and less uh, <laughs> you know about what what they're doing. And so you got to collect data, you know, you about them, you know, behind the scenes. So yes, so Nation here. can now do that
1: that's even that's even better so that uh, they're going to realize that you know how much i do love bruce springsteen and so my tickets will be $200 versus the casual fan right. which will be $100 is that what that's what's going to happen they're looking that's, for price segmentation yeah. this guy is a fanatic he is going to pay that much money he's an <laughs> idiot we're going to we're going to we're going to charge him a lot of money there you go. There's so much litigation going on with uh, with Ticketmaster and the way they handle ticket sales and and the <laughs> way that uh, the secondary market is is uh, handling it. Springsteen's right; it been he's, he's been in the middle of that fight um, because people are getting screwed, right? Including him. Yeah, he's losing money. I know. There's no sympathy for the for the rich. I, know. I understand yeah. that. All right. A last story here involves again a last last mile stuff, uh, same day delivery stuff. This is this is really you know we we used to talk, Asif about the last mile being connectivity to the home, right? Which is like high yes. speed access to the home. And uh, now we're talking about last meters, which is the, the, the distance between the curb and your door, right? So basically your walkway for same-day delivery. And there are so many incumbents in, in the delivery world. You know, there's Purillator and there's also UPS, and there's a whole bunch of other guys. These are big guys that have built infrastructures, huge infrastructures around delivering stuff to your house. And typically, it's expensive, and it takes a long time. In mm-hmm. relation to same day delivery, so it's typically one day delivery. And uh, again, this this thing about anticipating things. When you you've ordered something from from say Amazon, and uh, and you're waiting for it, eagerly anticipating it to actually get to your house, you sit there and you wait and you wait, and you know the delivery's going to be sometime after by eleven in the morning or something, right? And, and you have to wait right. by your house. And then you know it's that moment that you go to the washroom because you've been holding it since six a.m. And you go to the washroom, and the doorbell rings. And it's the you know or you know, yeah. and it's the delivery guy, and then you get the stupid sticker, right? And then I've done that, where I've been chasing the guy down the street no, like, oh, it's me anyway. yeah when I was a kid, I used to play simulated baseball called APBA. It's a really great thing. It's out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and I just remember waiting and waiting and waiting for the UPS delivery truck to come and drop that off. It was crazy. Uh, It's still it's emblazoned in my brain. so now we've got same day delivery, and this company called Delive. D-E-L-I-V, which is, I guess, a great name for same-day delivery uh, company. They have announced that they've raised $28 million in funding in which UPS, UPS, United Parcel Service, the old dog, the laggard in this world, you know, the incumbent actually... Le- participated in the funding of this, so of course, with Upfront Ventures, RPM Ventures, and a couple of other guys. Yeah. Um, so they, this company was founded in 2012, and they have over 4,000 partners. They deliver in 100 cities, including big retailers like Macy's and Best Buy. So these guys are established. Um, and it's uh, like... I love this because sometimes you never hear of these companies and they're already established and they're already part of the uh, of the uh, tapestry in this world. So they have uh, FedEx or UPS. Is, it's interesting because they put money into this company. And what's really interesting about the story is not that they put money into it. It's the reasons why is that they're kind of trying to figure out whether they want to get into same day delivery. They're not sold. UPS is not sold on same day delivery at all. Right. But so what do they do? They don't spend money internally around this stuff. They don't nope. create a skunkworks project. They don't... Outsource R&D. They do. So they put money, which is a small amount of money, into a company that now is going to tell them all their secrets and whether or not this is a profitable business to be in. And then maybe UPS decides, hey, we're going to get into that business. Thanks for the lessons. Now we're going to crush you. Gah! Yeah. Right? So this is... Uh, you know, th- these are... Um, it's a different world, right? So uh, inner city and cross boundaries, in, inner country and across countries is a different world for delivery. And, you know, you got planes and trains and automobiles and logistics and stuff like that. But but it's as complicated doing same-day delivery in, in, in neighborhoods. So I think that this is a really interesting play by
0: by UPS. Yeah, and you know, like... We haven't heard a ton about these guys, but as you say, they're they're part of the tapestry. And, and just quick sidebar: so I was I was at, at lunch at this conference this week in in Palm Springs, and I was I was just sitting chatting uh, at the table uh, with uh, these two people from Express, like the mm-hmm. the fashion retailer Express, and 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 we we were talking about you know some of the technology that they're using and how they're you know you know just different things. Uh, and I asked the question. I said, "Who who do you guys use for uh, for delivery?" And they said, "Delive." Wow. That's um, funny. Yeah, it was it was interesting, right? And um, yeah, so uh, so these guys are definitely uh, making a name for themselves. There's no question about that.
1: Do you think that it, like it's interesting that that they would welcome this? And then I don't know how much they open up, but as an investor in the company, you get to see certain things, financials. You get to see the economics of of of, mm. of what they're doing. Um, and then when when UPS is so blatant, they they're, they don't hide. Like this isn't reporting, deep reporting. Right. Like this is what they said. Today for UPS we don't see the economics for same day delivery for retail packages as currently fulfilled by Deliv what we're doing is seeking to better understand the marketplace so it will guide our decision making. So they say that it's much better to invest in companies, as we've said, than it is to, to build up the infrastructure and try it internally. And, and I always think that like, you know, what does Deliver think about this? Like they're being used as a guinea pig for a company like UPS to say, okay, well, this is, this is worth it or not. And if UPS looks at this, puts money into Deliver, and then at the end says, nah, it's not worth it. What does that mean about the industry? Mm. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 maybe it's not sustainable. Or the flip side is that UPS says, "Yeah, this makes sense. We're going all in, crush, right? Or buy, I suppose. Buy. They'd probably buy it out. Yeah. But twenty-eight million dollars is not chump change, right? So the valuation oh. of this company is is fairly significant now. So, uh, but it's probably cheaper than actually building it out themselves at this point. But I, it's a weird, 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 weird thing. And the CEO, who's Daphne uh, Carmeli, says that uh, they're thrilled with a strong vote of confidence from UPS. But what they're really saying, what UPS is really saying, is like, we're not confident. We just want to see what it's like. So right. I like I, I I don't know. This is not a strategic investment for for to to accept. It's a strategic investment for UPS to do. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm always leery about that, man. Like you you open up your kimono to a company like like UPS. Like or like Walmart and you know they're not doing it for your best interest they're doing it for theirs
0: mm. there you go alright
1: alright those are the uh, top five stories of the week we got uh, of course five uh, stories coming from our member news but before we get to that point we do have a resource of the week Steve this is a pretty cool resource
0: so uh, cr- pretty cool article uh, from uh, LBS Zone called Global Mobility Proximity payment users to surpass 1 billion by 2019. So obviously there's been a lot of discussion uh, about uh, mobile payments. Uh, in fact, um, uh, at the conference I was at this week, which is focused on, e- on e-commerce, there was a lot of discussion about you know how Apple Pay is going to move into the e-commerce space and what, what that's going to mean uh, for the industry. And actually the panel that was on right before I spoke Included uh, Tomer uh, from OpenTable, who will be speaking at Retail Loco uh, as well, and so it was interesting to hear some of his thoughts on, you know, how a platform like OpenTable, you know, can become essentially, a, you know, a, a broader-based mobile payments uh, vehicle for paying for all kinds of things, not just your restaurant uh, bill, right? So, you know, we're going to see a lot of this, uh, you know, over the next little while, but uh, some good numbers uh, in this. Uh, they're basically saying that uh, the forecast for uh, global user base for mobile payments is going to increase from 689.99 million this year, actually, no, sorry, not this year, 2014, uh, to 4.77 billion users on mobile payments uh, by 2019, um, and uh, so that that's pretty cool um, to see that kind of growth. Uh, the other interesting number that I saw in here was this one, and they say, um, the, uh, the total transaction value of mobile proximity payments, both NFC and non-NFC, is going to grow from $4.77 billion uh, to $141.21 billion in 2019. Transaction value, $141 billion. Just from proximity, close proximity? Just from close proximity payments. But and delicious. the bulk of this is all off of uh, NFC, is, is what they're saying, which is, is really cool. That's uh, um, pretty cool yeah and uh how
1: many of those transactions are in
0: canada these days <laughs> <laughs> uh two yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> by
1: accident one that you've tried and the one that I've tried that's no. brutal yeah there's just nothing there's nothing up here
0: for this kind of stuff,
1: yeah nothing except for a starbucks
0: yeah yeah and, but, and 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 the uh the little bit of tap at, at at the gas pump yeah but
1: there's there's you know what i mean we're, we're talking about uh, even so, credit card payments, right? We're, we're big up here on, on, uh, on tap and go now. Um, yeah. and, but but I, I'm talking about pure play mobile pure stuff. Pure play mobile, no. Nothing. Yeah. It's crap. Canada's a, Canada's like a backwards country when it comes to this stuff. It's disappointing. Uh, it's sad. The thing about getting Canada online, you know, I don't think that, I don't think, like, I'm, I'm speaking directly out there to you guys, like, at Apple and all these companies that have influence in this and that are, that are building the infrastructure for, for this kind of payment stuff is that you, you have no clue. If you're not up in Canada, you have no clue about how much, how much of an early adopter we are for the cashless world. Right? We are a we are a beacon in this world because when debit cards came out. Um, very early on in Canada, we were, we were the early adopters. There are mm-hmm. people, that I would say, that out of our population, 75% of the population just doesn't even transfer in cash anymore. There's no payments in cash. Yeah. I don't carry cash. Uh, you know, and, and we were the early adopters. We've been doing this for more years than you can imagine. 25 years we've been doing this with debit cards and, and cashless society. So the fact that you're, that you're skipping Canada and moving everywhere else. I know it has a lot to do with our banks and our credit card companies up here are are backwards But it is ridiculous that Canada is not more advanced in this kind of stuff because we are a willing and able Participant in this we are a great litmus test for this technology and what we have nothing up here except for American Express It's, It's brutal. It's so disappointing. I'm so disappointed in our country for this and our banks and I'm right with you, man.
0: Like, I, it's the perfect testing ground. The size oh. of the population of the country. I mean, like, there's so many things that support
1: our willingness to do this. Yeah,
0: um, you yeah. Know, it's so a, 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 disappointing,
1: anyway. yeah. man. Oh, man, oh man. So take that, take that it's any a, way you want. But uh, boohoo, Canada. I'm not even. Gonna play, right. I'm not even going to play the anthem. No, we'll we'll leave it at that. That's a good resource. You can head to. Uh, you're going to put that up on the LBMA uh, slash. Yes, I will. Okay, slash uh, research there lbma.com forward slash research. And of course, this is episode number 274. You can find this on TV. if you want a link to that LBS Zone article. Or you can just go to lbszone.com.
0: We'll also post it on the blog site, too.
1: Oh, yeah, the blog site. Hey, do you want to push that a little bit? Like, uh, how can people find the blog site?
0: Just go to the uh, the lbma dot uh, com website and click on uh, on blog and uh, yeah, there's a brand new blog up there. It's a few weeks old. Lots of great content uh, that's being put there. Rob may write something. I will and get get something up there. That'll be good.
1: It's going to be about uh, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, but I, I mean, it of course, is on topic because for 274 consecutive episodes we talked about him. Yes. Um, so this is uh, the contributors to the blog are are uh, other lbma folks and other uh, select writers. Yeah yeah that's pretty cool go do it absolutely all right the last piece of business of course is our member news asif these for those who don't remember this is refresher here are some of the the most important stories that have emerged from lbma members but as i say every week man this is not just about the membership base because these are relevant important news items that you should know about that asif siphons through and brings to the top the cream the top five so here yeah, without further ado are you timing me I'm going to time it. Last, like, you know what? Last week was like three minutes, man, to get through five. Seconds. <laughs> All right,
0: I'll I'll, I'll try and uh, give each of these a minute. Let's. All right, let's here go. we go. In three, two, one. Member news commence. All right, number one, uh, our good friends at Indoor Atlas, the uh, powerhouse in magnetic indoor positioning, uh, have signed a pretty significant deal with Yahoo Japan. Uh, to basically deliver, you know, their their indoor positioning platform to uh, businesses all across Japan. Um, basically, they're going to use this for wayfinding and searching within buildings um, and advertising. Obviously, tied to this uh, as well. This is significant because Yahoo in Japan is actually the leading internet portal in that country. Uh, Sixty three billion page views per month. Uh, in uh, Japan, ranks four in smartphone uh, smartphone penetration worldwide, number four. Uh, so it's uh, this is a big market uh, and huge potential uh, for a platform like Indoor Atlas. So there you go. Um, they think just Tokyo alone, uh, the uh, the potential user base for something like this is could be as high as 38 million uh, residents just in Tokyo. So there you go. Um, so Yahoo Japan partnering with Indoor Atlas, good one. Uh, second story, ASDA, which is the um, UK uh, brand name for Walmart. Uh, it's the same company; it's uh, under a different brand in in the UK. They have teamed up with Clear Channel uh, in the UK, and so basically they're going to reinvent the uh, digital displays and poster sites uh, in 300 superstores and 200 supermarkets. Uh, using Clear Channels technology and this is all about um, kinda like the prime site Crimpton, uh stuff you know uh, data and audience segmentation you know uh, to deliver the right content on those screens uh, in those stores in this case um, you know at the right time and place and, and, and reaching the right people so really cool partnership here uh, between you know, big powerhouse retailer mm-hmm. and Asda and Clear Channels uh, UK operations uh, hitting a lot of stores. So there you go. Number three, XAD. XAD. I uh, love these guys. Uh, these guys are always pushing, pushing the boundaries around audience segmentation uh, and, and location uh, mobile ads. Uh, and this time they've announced a platform called Marketplace. Uh, and they're describing this as the first and only transparent self serve marketing platform for real time location based campaigns. Uh, it also handles uh, media planning and buying and reporting and all those kinds of things that, you know, are really important in, uh, when you're looking at mobile ads and your brand and, or retailer or whatever that's looking to, to buy this stuff. Um, but, you know, the key to this is that, uh, you know, people are on the move. Um, you know, you can't do uh, marketing the way we've always done marketing, which is, you know, assume that uh, everybody's static all the time. Uh, and being able to understand the location attributes of where people are and what's important to them at that particular time, and then be able to buy the ads, uh, you know, through a self-serve platform uh, when you want them and when you're ready to make a move makes sense. So I like this. Um, so check out X Ads Marketplace platform, and uh, there are a number of um, uh, of companies that are already on the uh, sort of the initial um, beta of this, if you will, including. Uh, KFC, uh, Dentsu, uh, the uh, agency in Japan, uh, Blue Four Four Nine, iHeart Media, OMD, Outfront, uh, and Universal McCann are all testing this right now. So, some pretty big uh, media uh, buyers and platforms and brands already uh, engaged with this. All right, number four, another great company out of New York, PlaceIQ, has teamed up with LiveRamp. And this is about uh bringing their um location uh attribution uh measurement tools the, the place visit rate, which they pioneered back in twenty twelve Rob and I talked about on the show back then um, and uh bringing that to t v and so this is all about helping major brands and they've been testing this in automotive retail uh tourism you know targeted t v advertising okay old school t v advertising. But understanding, you know, does that TV ad actually result in traffic to the store? That's what we're talking about here. And so we're taking the place visit rate uh, metric that uh, PlaceIQ has pioneered and, and, and been become very well known in our industry for and applying that now through LiveRamps technology uh, to the TV advertising uh, world and being able to measure the effectiveness of this stuff. So I love it. I think it's, it's fantastic and makes a ton of sense. And our last story. Geofedia, yes, Geofedia are the guys who have a platform for aggregating social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc., and pulling all the location data uh, tied to content generated on those platforms to help brands understand what people are saying about them in certain places, uh, both real-time and historical um, and so this is a powerful thing uh, and applies to a number of industries, whether you're in the news industry or you're in the uh, policing industry or, or uh, retailers or brands or what have you. Um, there's a lot of applications for this. And they've signed a deal with Dell. Yes, Dell. You heard me right. Uh, Dell's business uh, digital business services division, in fact, is now effectively reselling Geofedia's uh, platform to all their business clients. So uh, basically, if you're a Dell business customer, you now have access to the, uh, to the GeoFedia platform. And they give an example of a, uh, a large nonprofit health system uh, that's using the solution to alert relevant personnel when a patient posts on social media about an issue on site. So it's that kind of stuff. Um, so there's a lot of applications for this, it's not just retail, it's not just you know, selling chocolate bars um, you know, or hamburgers, it, it, there's a lot of applications here, and a company like Dell who has a big business portfolio obviously, um, you know, is now offering this kind of service. Uh, so there you go, uh, good job Geofedia, partnering with Dell. Done.
1: Done. Stop. That was more than five minutes, I know. Uh, yep, yeah, that was six minutes. Six, Sorry. Six minutes, three seconds. But that's still very good. That's like, halfway through one of my stories. My stories are average about twelve minutes, per for one. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially. So there Del- you go. Good show. It's funny, you know, uh, Dell and Yahoo, right? Yeah. All the turmoil over these these companies, like more more so Yahoo, but uh, I can't believe it's number one in Japan. That's crazy, and I can't believe that Dell is still around. Is that wrong of me to say?
0: Well, you know, you know, like the reality is, is I mean, these guys, you know, from a business and especially SMB uh, segment. I mean, I don't know about you, but like a lot of my previous businesses, um, you know, that that I was involved in running, um, you know, we we had Dell accounts. We yep. bought our computers from Dell. Um, and uh, you know, I'm sure there's still a huge, huge uh, array of uh, of small businesses out there that you know buy from Dell.
1: What kind of companies, like you know? And I don't mean to be uh, you know mean about this, but um, but then I discovered the glowing Apple, right? Yeah. And I haven't bought a PC since. So no, it's, I haven't either. It's Fifteen but, years. But,
0: so, you know, you got to think there's still you know a pretty significant Dell user base out there. Yeah, but
1: are they? They're all accountants, right?
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> engineers and accountants.
1: Engineers. Well, I don't even know about engineers because I mean, everything that we build right now and everything that I do is involved in the mobile space. And your primary platform right now is probably iOS for monetization and Android for distribution. So yeah. everything is built on 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 Apple. I, I haven't been in an office, and it's just an op, you know it's an observation for me, and and I'd love to hear from everybody else, but I haven't been in an office and and not seen. Rows of of Macintoshes or Macs, yeah. you know.
0: No, you're quite right about that, right? That's yeah, weird. Um, but I guess it's it's not just about the actual hardware that we're using, right? I yeah. mean, there's a lot of other services like servers, for storage, yeah. and other things. Yeah, that, Dell
1: servers are everywhere. I I, I see yeah. that, but uh, yeah. but I don't see a lot of Yahoo. That's what I I mean. It, it's, no, it's, but in it's, Japan
0: apparently it's number one, right? Yeah, that's
1: mental. That's mental. I think that's that's good. That's perspective. It's worldly perspective from a a C in six minutes from a member news around. There you <laughs> We need, like, a sound we, I mean, we,
0: we've covered a lot of ground. Like, we've we we we've covered Japan. Yeah. We've Peru. covered Peru. Yeah. Colombia.
1: Yes. Colombia. The Mexico. U.S. I
0: mean, Canada. Yeah. Springsteen is a country by himself.
1: <laughs> Springsteen is not <laughs> a country. It's a religion. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like, Springsteen, you can't contain in a boundary. Uh, it, you know, it, what he is is he's, like, he's a global religion. That is. Mecca. Well, baseball's religion. a religion. But, ba- oh, no, no. no. Ba- baseball, yeah. Baseball. Oh, so close, Asif. You know, it's it's not going to be long before we're complaining about how crappy our teams are doing, <laughs> right? Yep. All right. Uh, that is it for two seventy four, Asif. What uh, you are gone this week? Are you you're in in New York City and then and then back, and then we and then will back. we will be back for episode number two hundred seventy
0: five.
1: Yeah. We can just keep this train rolling, man. Chugga lugga lugga lugga. Chugga lugga lugga lugga. Chugga lugga lugga lugga. Chugga lugga. Two hundred seventy five. I wonder if I translate. How many years is that? How many hours of that is that? At least five. At least five, five years and five hours, yes. And how much value have you guys received out there from from all of these 274 episodes? Every once in a while, it would be great. And I don't do this very often, but you know, if you just reach out to us on Twitter at Rob Woodbridge or at just tell us value, thumb up, thumb down. Give us an animated GIF right now, because Twitter's all over the animated GIFs right now and the yeah. memes and stuff. What are you thinking? You know, we want to be inspired by some animated uh, animated GIFs, so why don't you just kind of um, send it out and, and tag it as uh, hashtag T-W-I-L-B-M. Is that right? This week? in Logis, Yes. T-W-I-L-B-M. Just mm-hmm. hashtag it. We'll see. If anybody's out there listening this late in the episode, just do that for us. How's that?
0: Excellent. Yeah.
1: Love yeah. it. And if nobody listens, nobody knows that we ask. <laughs> All right, we will be back for two seventy five of Ace safe, safe Travels, greatest city in the world. Say how to my New York Yankees. Uh, hug some kind of guy with a Yankees cap or happening. something. Not happening, eh?
0: Yeah. I may even wear blue jays. Oh yeah, down there. Just for fun.
1: Just where your where like wear the jersey. Yeah. The Donaldson jersey or the yeah. Bautista jersey. Oh you get one more use one more year of use out of that Bautista jersey, pal. <sighs> yeah. yeah. What do I do with my Brett Lowry uh, jersey? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hear ya. Yeah. I stopped buying that stuff alright alright to see safe safe travels everybody out there enjoy the week we will be back for 275 next week enjoy safe travels see you later bye